and welcome to the Nintendo Chit Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Ray. This is episode 47 for the week of June 6th, 2020. Be sure to hit that like button for us, give us your comments, and subscribe. Also, check out the audio-only version on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and more. Let's get started. Okay, and it's time to bring on our writer and editor for NintendoReport.com, Samantha Leinhardt. Samantha, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Good to have you here. So this is episode, I think, 47. So we're inching closer to 50. And we're going to be covering the weekly releases for this week. Now, compared to last week, how did we make out for releases? A lot less than last week, although that wouldn't take much since last week had so many big games coming out. Yeah, I think it was more so that we had a lot of big games last week, you know, compared to the regular indie games that we have. So... But this week still brought about 12 to 15 games, which I guess is pretty consistent overall. So anything stick out to you towards uh, what released this week for the Switch? A couple that would stand out would be the Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics, which is out. And as we uh, covered in our uh, Minute Gaming News, there's also a free version that people will be able to use for local, local multiplayer and things like that. And of course, we've also got The Outer Worlds coming out this week, although I've heard that the Switch port has some performance issues. Yeah, one of the things that really caught my eye was there's actually some pauses in the game for loading when you're in the open world. So it's kind of like a, oh. an atmosphere breaker, in a sense. You know, because you're kind of yeah, walking around and then... frame break troubles and that too, lighting yeah. troubles. <laughs> Lots of like... like or muddy textures and pixelation and stuff too but yeah that's one thing that kind of caught my eye though was just watching some gameplay and the guys in the open world kind of running and then it just pauses for like two or three seconds with a little cursor loading well, that's not good <laughs> that really breaks like everything from the game as far as like being intertwined in the world and just having it pause on you like that so <laughs> but maybe that could be fixed with patches well i guess we'll see down the road I would hope that would only happen in like certain spots and not like it could happen any time like in the middle of combat or something. <laughs> yeah, they did mention that it only seemed to happen when you were running in the game as opposed to walking. It didn't happen, so maybe something can actually patch. I'm not quite sure, but hopefully they can. We'll see. But uh, that is the Outer Worlds. Anything else for you this week? It really stood out to me. Okay. Uh, so we have Strawberry Vinegar, another food-based game here. <laughs> Releasing on June 5th. Looks pretty interesting. Also, uh, Pinball Lockdown. If you like pinball games, do check out that. Looks pretty good. Not quite the polishing like Stern Pinball Arcade may have, but there's five, I think, tables there. And I think all those are actually unlocked right away, too, which is kind of cool. There's uh, Alice Adventures in Wonderland, uh, Vegas, Dragonland, Space Ribbon, and uh, Zen Garden as well. And then Awesome P2, which is a platformer. <laughs> this game is actually um, interesting. It's Game Boy graphics, basically. So if you can handle green graphics, uh, check out that game. There's 25 levels in it. That's Awesome P2 releasing on the Switch on June 3rd. Okay, let's move over to the news for this week, for the News Bites. Again, all of this is on NintendoReport.com. And how was the week's worth of news, Samantha? There weren't any huge announcements this week, but there was actually a fair amount of indie news, especially uh, this morning, because there was uh, an indie showcase, you know, one of these events that's risen up to fill the E3 void this year. So then several announcements and release dates and ports and things like that. So not nothing huge, but lots of little pieces of news here and there. 
Okay, cool. So I guess to start things off then for the news bites, we have uh, an old, I guess, canceled arcade game finding new life again. Is that right? Yes. So this is uh, pretty cool, actually. So uh, the developer Westone Bit Entertainment, which I believe did, I think they did the Wonder Boy series. Okay. Uh, they were making arcade games. And in 1992, they started developing one called Clockwork Aquario. But then they canceled it because uh, 3D games were becoming more popular in the arcade. So they canceled Clockwork Aquario and no one's heard from it since. But uh, now a developer managed to get the uh, rights to it. And I think they got the old code and stuff. And so they are reviving Clockwork Aquario for the uh, Switch and PlayStation 4. And that'll be out this year. That is a really cool story, actually. That's pretty amazing to me. Yes. So a game that would have came out back in 1992 would coming out in 2020. That is really awesome. So probably bring you more of uh, news regarding that game. All right, and then some other games here. We have Death Come True, which launches on June 25th. And this is a full motion game, right? Yes, so this is full motion video. It's from the creator of the Danganronpa series. So that uh, might be interesting to some people. And so this is coming out uh, first for the Switch, iOS, and Android on June 25th. It, they didn't specifically say uh, that, the, that it's coming out in all regions on that date but it's certainly going to have English supported. So I think that it's a worldwide release on June 25th. And the only question is like whether it's actually going to be on like the North American eShop and things like that or not. I think it probably will be, but either way, people will be able to play it. Great. And it's cool to see the Switch version coming out before the other console versions. That's kind of nice. And now regarding this like genre of full motion, um, I didn't know they were still making full motion video games. How long has this been going on for? Because <laughs> remember full motion video games in the <laughs> it, 90s, you know? Um, it seems like there's been a revival lately. Yeah. Like a few years ago, I remember seeing one like, oh, that, that's a weird idea. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. I know. And then it seems like it's becoming more and more popular. I think we've been talking about the, some horror game not too long ago that was full motion video. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, a handful more of them, more, I guess, yes. recently. So kind of a rebirth of this genre. It's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, moving along, we have uh, CoGen sort of rewind announced as well. Uh, tell us more about this, Samantha. So this is a side-scrolling action game. Uh, one of their big features that they're promoting is that when you die in the game, you will, I guess, rewind time to try again. Uh, it also has the soundtrack being composed by the person who did uh, the music for uh, Dark Souls and some of the Tales games. So that's interesting. Oh, very and cool. If you watch the trailer, it has a very, a very sort of Mega Man sort of style to it. Yeah, I took a look at that. It looks pretty nice. Um, I always hear people complaining, oh, why did they add this rewind or this back in time feature? And well, a lot of games have that. If you don't want to use it, you don't have to use it. You can just start over if you wanted to, I'm sure. So it's yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm not sure how it'll work in this game since it seems like it's probably built into the game's story or lore somehow since it has Ooh. its own name and everything. And right. even the title sort of rewinds. So I suspect True. that'll tie in somehow. Yeah. All right. And then we have uh, Banner of the Maid comes to consoles this year. Uh, any specific dates for this? Uh, not yet. I saw there. I saw some sites reporting summer, but I couldn't actually find any source for that, so I'm not sure. Yet. So this sure. is a 
uh, alternate history turn-based strategy RPG. It came out for the PC in English earlier this year, and we knew that the Switch version was coming eventually, because back when the game was first announced, they said so. Uh, but now we finally know that it's coming uh, later this year. So hopefully they'll narrow that down a little bit soon. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably learn more in the next month or so here. So as we're already into almost uh, the second week of June coming up soon. So, all right. And then a narrative adventure game, Sunlier, was announced as well. Uh, and this is, um, I guess, a visual type novel. Uh, it looks, well, it's being described as an adventure game. It looks sort of like side-scrolling, walking through the world and the... A uh, basic hook for this game is that it's a day-long adventure, and so you're going to be given tasks and quests by the people you meet, but when nightfall comes, uh, it's done. So I, I think you'll have to <laughs> choose what you want to use your time on. All right, great. And that wraps up then our Nintendo News Bites for NintendoReport.com. Go check out all the details and information there for both new releases every week and the news bites as well. All right, moving into the Nintendo Time Portal, we go back in time looking at Nintendo history here. I spoke to Samantha earlier before recording the podcast. This is like a handheld version of the Time Portal, Samantha. <laughs> yes, and that, that was accidental. It wasn't until I looked through at the yeah. <laughs> uh, big dates that I picked out and realized that they all have this Game Boy sort of focus. <laughs> yeah. So we have all the way back to 1991, uh, June 1st and the 4th. What came out during that time? It is not a game, but an accessory. This was the release date of the Game Boy Camera in the West. Wow. I don't even recall this being a thing, but I, I remember the printer. And, and I wrote two different dates there. Uh, <laughs> I think that's supposed to be 1998. <laughs> oh, 98? Yeah, yeah, I see that now. Yeah, that makes yeah, more let, sense. Let me fix yeah. that. <laughs> Sure. So 1998. <laughs> Not a problem. Did you have a Game Boy back in the day? Uh, I don't think so. By the time I got into it, I think the Game Boy Advance was already out. Or, yeah, I don't think I had a Game Boy Color because the Game Boy Advance could play Game Boy Color games, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's when I got into it. The only accessories I had for my Game Boy was the magnifying glass with light, and that was pretty much it, and the link cable. That was pretty much all I had at the time. But uh, pretty cool accessory here. This was, I guess, you mentioned too at the time, it was this, the smallest digital camera available. Interesting. Yes. So there you go. All right, moving along. What do we have next here, Samantha, in the time portal? All right, so next we have June 2nd, 2002, which was the release date of the original Shantae for the Game Boy Color. So, of course, last week uh, saw the release of the fifth game, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. But now we're celebrating the anniversary of the very first one in the series. And so it dates all the way back 18 years ago. Pretty amazing. Yes. <laughs> then we have some Legend of Zelda to talk about as well, Samantha. What's this one? All right. So this is Link's Awakening, which came back, came out all the way back on June 6th, 1993. And that was for the original Game Boy as well. Pretty cool. And that wraps up the time portal here. So yeah, all handheld here. Speaking of handheld, uh, Samantha, what do you make of the the Game Gear Micro? It, it's so tiny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I People first were saying, at it and they have the person's hand there for scale. I was just thinking, like, yeah. wait a minute, looking at that, how small is that screen? <laughs> I know. And what do you make of how they're doing it? With it, was it four games per edition per color? 
I think, I think each color is going to have four games. So if you get the full set, you'll have all the games, which is just odd. I don't yeah. know. Talk about milking really the cash cow. Me, yeah. Yeah. Um, I made a little comment about what if Nintendo made a micro version of the Game Boy Micro? You couldn't even see it then. It would be non-existent because it was so small to begin with. But this is even more tiny, I think, um, than that. But uh, people were saying they should put like a little um, keychain on this thing. It is so tiny. It could be like a little keychain for you or something. But yeah. yeah, I'm not even sure if I want to order it. I'm not sure how practical it is. It's more like a novelty thing, I guess you could say. So, mm-hmm. but interesting nonetheless to actually have a another game gear come out. But so tiny, I'm not sure if I want it at all. <laughs> yeah. But that wraps up the time yeah, for, for this week as well. something about some sort of magnification feature since the screen is so tiny. Yeah, wasn't there other like additions or something they were also putting with it or something? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to make of all that. But <laughs> <laughs> I also created a little um, video on Twitter. I recreated a honeycomb cereal box and put this as the prize being inside the box as a little joke. So go check out Twitter for that. If you guys want to see a, co- a cool little prize you can get in your honeycomb cereal. <laughs> but the rest of the time portal for this week. So pretty cool. A lot of Game Boy stuff here. Check out NintendoReport.com for all of our time portals that we do every week. Great job, Samantha. Uh, anything you want to plug or talk about before we head out for the podcast here? particular right now it looks like the rumors of nintendo not doing a nintendo direct in the e3 time frame is uh, looking accurate since yeah. there's been no news yet but of course they've got also there's all sorts of little digital events and nintendo dropping announcements without warning so who knows what the next week will bring yeah so stay tuned to the podcast here or nintendoreport.com or of course twitter as well make sure you guys follow us there and samantha thanks for joining us for this week's podcast Thank you. And that wraps up this week's podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Ray. Be sure to hit that like button for us. Give us your comments and subscribe. And we'll see you back here next time.